Marcel Louis Jacques, Pablo Torre, and in his around the horn debut, Bill Bardwell. Huzzah! Welcome, Bill. Philly 34, Minnesota 28. But is everything all right with the defending NFC champs? Also, bounce back Sunday, Burrow, Alan Mahomes, and Zach Wilson versus the Cowboys D. He says excited. What should he be? Let's go around the horn. Welcome, Bill. There he is, Bill Barnwell. We've been, Bill Barnwell. We've been citing Bill as a source of this show for years. And now his debut. Bill Barnwell is senior writer for ESPN, all things NFL. The Bill Barnwell Show is a flagship podcast, a must-listen. He previously wrote for Grantland and Football Outsiders, and yes, he was Pablo Torre's source for all Pablo's NFL needs. That's a bad matchup for you now, Pablo. Fortunately, Bill is Queens-born and raised Northeastern University Forge. Bill, give us your life story. Seven seconds or less. Start at the beginning. Leave nothing out. <laughs> Tony, born in New York. Heard that the, uh, Scott Norwood missed that field goal. Heard a roar in the neighborhood. That was my first sports moment. Been chasing that ever mm -hmm, since. It is. You know how the show works, right, Bill? That's how it works. Your first mute. Let's go around the horn. 48 rushes to 23 passes in the year of our Lord, 2023. That's what Philly put out last night. You never see that anymore. The Eagles' commitment to the run. DeAndre Swift, 175 yards. It came after an uneven start. No space, no burst from Jalen Hurts. And then later there was this exchange between Hurts and A.J. Brown. Could that be something? You can't knock a 2-0 start. But do the Eagles look all right to you? Around the horns of Bill Bardwell. Start us off, Bill. Tony, I'm not concerned about the A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts situation, but I am concerned about this defense and the injuries they've been facing so far this year. One of the healthiest defenses in football last season. They were already down three starters in last night's game, and then Avante Maddox, their slot corner, suffered what appears to be a serious pectoral injury. So we're seeing the, the weak parts of that defense suddenly get pressed into action early in the season, let alone having to deal with those guys in December and January. And on the offensive side, if I could ask a follow-up, Bill, nothing between Hurts and Brown gives you any pause? Nothing no. between the way Hurts looked gives you any pause? Absolutely. Okay. Not. Tony, this is a couple that was, that was by Tinnick Bannis a couple years ago, was described as a bickering old marriage. Like, these, this is just second nature. Okay. Guys. Fine. They'll throw one touchdown pass next Pablo week. Torre. Yeah, Tony, we have been watching quarterbacks and receivers argue for as long as Woody Page has been alive, okay? We've seen it over and over again. We're used to it. All of this falls into the realm to me of high-class problems. Yes, we expect the Eagles to be a Super Bowl favorite, a contender, and yes, they're 2-0. And yes, Jalen Hurts, in terms of his aerial attack, is something that teams are getting better at solving for, it seems. But I remember reading something by Bill, by Bill Barnwell, actually. Yep, get that name right. Bill Barnwell, who wrote that every year Jalen Hurts improves his accuracy. He's still doing it, right? Completion percentage still up year over year through two games, despite that stuff. And then you get to the Jalen Hurts that has two touchdowns on the ground. And I'm not so worried. Okay. Depth plus all of that stuff, I'm, I'm okay with these. I games. think you should be worried about your sourcing material now for this program. I say again, Marcel Louis Jacques on what you saw from Philly. Do they look all right to you? 
Yeah, I think they're fine. Ultimately, 2-0 and is the only stat that matters. It doesn't matter the way you get there. What matters is the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. In terms of their passing attack, Jalen Hurts still averaging almost 10 yards or air yards per attempt. That would be a new career high if he sets it or keeps it over the course of the season. It's going to correct itself. The numbers, the yards are going to come. It's not a big deal. In terms of A.J. Brown, look, man, when your running back's going for 175 and the receiver on the other side of you is averaging 32 yards per catch, there's simply not a lot more to go around. He left the locker room early before talking to reporters, before reporters even got there. Maybe a little bit of a concern for a guy who usually is around to answer questions, but it's a late game. He's got a family. I'm not going to blame him there. And Courtney Cronin. I'm not concerned about A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts. A.J. doesn't want out of Philly. He wants the ball, but it's difficult when you're running the ball as effectively as the Eagles were doing last night to split those targets up for your wide receiver. And one thing that we saw in the first half is that Brian Flores, who is a Bill Belichick disciple, started to dig into the Patriots' game plan from last week. They were using cover zero to to disguise some of those Tampa 2 looks. And at moments, Jalen Hurts looked a little confused out there. It was fine in the end. He ended up getting back on track. And on the other side of that, Justin Jefferson did to Darius Slay what he does to every cornerback matchup that he has out there. He's incredible. And sometimes he gets the best of teams. And I'm not concerned about that for the Eagles defense, despite the injuries that they're facing. Did going you see forward. the same burst from Jalen Hurts yesterday that you saw from him last year, Cordy Cronin? I mean, he threw the ball incredibly, and on that tush push, that uh, those thighs that he works on when he does all of those deadlifts and squats, he looked just fine to me in those moments. I want to talk about the tush push in a second, but first, a six-point win, and there was one swing of events in a play. It's the Justin Jefferson touchback. 12 inches away from being a touchdown. Instead, Philly got the ball 20 yards away. That's, play is frequently called the worst call in sports. I want to ask you about that but also the tush push. It was the talk of the offseason. Would the NFL make a ruling here and try to dissuade teams from doing it in any way? They did it, and now we see the team that's best in the league doing it and scoring touchdowns with it. Courtney, what rule needs to be under more scrutiny? The out-of-bounds rule absolutely stinks. If Justin Jefferson ends up fumbling out-of-bounds at the one-yard line, his team gets the ball back right there instead of giving it to Philly at Philly's 20-yard line because it hit the right pylon and goes out. I don't like this rule, and this ended up swinging the game because Philly ends up going two-minute mode. They wear out the clock after that big run, and then they kick the field goal to end the half. So instead of the Vikings having the lead going into halftime, they're trailing, and we know that they were never able to capture the lead again. I'm going tush push, and it's because of who benefits here. When the Eagles run the tush push, they succeed. They pick up fourth downs, but they're the only team in the NFL that's managed to pull that off. We saw the Colts try and copy it last week, and even with Shane Steichen, the former Eagles offensive coordinator, they couldn't pull it off, whether it's Jalen Hurts' squad ability, whether it's the Eagles just timing, whether it's Jason Kelsey, they have an But, but hold on a second. That's an advantage that they earned then, right? Is it, I mean, why would you penalize one team for doing something so well? <laughs> Bill? They have the secret that apparently is too hard to find on tape. But uh, the out-of-bounds rule, it, it's mm. bad for everybody. So no one benefits from that. Pablo Torre, uh, let's be honest here first about, about the tush push. They do it better than anybody. Shouldn't they be allowed to do it is a question that we asked at the end of last season. The league seemed to talk it out a little bit. Some thought they were going to do something to prevent it, but here we are and we're seeing it again. 
Yeah, I'm mostly mystified as to why other teams aren't trying harder at emulating this, copying it. On some level, like, it reminds me of that subreddit post at one point, where it was like, what if four Golden State Warriors connected their arms and formed a ring around Steph Curry? Can't he just shoot threes whenever he wants? And it seems like it's just that easy for Jalen Hurts right now. It truly does. And so to me, there's a competitive advantage that should be nullified by strategy because everybody else should copy it such that no one is allowed to there do it. There should be a competitive advantage by not sourcing Reddit as your... See, I, I said you had to get away from Bill because now he's on the show and you go to Reddit. Reddit was your next move. Unbelievable. Marcel Louis Jacques. This is a, just a fun debate, right? It's two rules here. One was the touchback rule and the other is the lack of a rule, the tush push. What do you think should be under more scrutiny? I, I think the touchback rule has to be under more scrutiny because it receives universal hatred every single time we see it. But at the same time, it is very much a rule. It's 2023. At this point, if you're getting loose with the ball at the goal line, you kind of deserve what happens to you. It sucks, but Justin Jefferson, he's catching. He's trying to make a play that close to the goal line. If you don't have a firm grasp on the ball, don't reach for the pylon. It sucks. We hate it. But the rule is the rule. So you put some of it on the player. One more story from last Have night. To. Minnesota side. Last year, they were 11-0 in one possession games. This year, they're 0-2 already. The turnovers last night. Woo! They got four touchdowns and 70% completions from Kirk Cousins. And not a win to show for it. Bill, let me ask you this. Is there any fire to the smoke that Cousins could be available for a trade and Cousins to the Jets could be something that percolates over the next couple of weeks. I give it like a one in 1,000 chance of happening. Okay, and tell us how you really feel. wouldn't consider <laughs> Kirk Cousins, uh, trading Kirk Cousins before his contract runs out at the end of the season, but the timeline has to work out. I don't think the Vikings are going to make a Kirk Cousins trade unless they start 0-5, 1-5, 1-6, unless they're totally out of the playoff picture. And if that happens, they might trade Kirk Cousins, but by the time they get there, the Jets are already going to have made a move for a quarterback. So unless the Jets are going to wait until Halloween to go out and get someone to push Zach Wilson, I don't think they're going to match up with the timeline for a Kirk Cousins trade. Pablo? Yeah, Bill thinks he's real smart with his numbers. I'm going to go with one in 100. No, sorry. One in 999 chances. That's what I'm going to go. Tony, yeah. the reality is the Vikings don't know. I mean, the Vikings can't admit what all of us may suspect, which is that they might go 0-5, right? And so the question is, even if you're just a team that is worried about appearances, can you possibly give up this early? And so the answer is no, even if I think it's slightly more likely. Marcel louis anything here? No, it's two games into the season. Not time to panic yet, but most importantly, the Vikings quarterback the future is probably not on their roster right now. They've got the rookie from BYU, Jaron Hall, and they've got Nick Mullins, who's a good backup. But a backup, there's nobody who they need to see at the risk of losing games, alienating their fan base, and therefore losing money. And contrary to popular belief, the NFL doesn't operate in the best interest of the New York Jets. It would only behoove the Jets to trade for <laughs> Kirk Cousins. Minnesota gets nothing out of it. Well, they could Why get are you going to go help Gang what, Green? What they, they would get, right? They would get a, a chance to make a pick for the future. Courtney Cronin. 
the Vikings can't waste another great season from Justin Jefferson. At 24 years old, he has more career receiving yards than any player on the team that I currently cover, which is the Chicago Bears, 100-plus years of their history. <laughs> Justin Jefferson, 50 career games, over 5,000 receiving yards. I used to cover the Minnesota Vikings. They started out 1-5 in 2020. They decide to siphon off assets, and then they start winning after their bye week, and they're in the hunt the entire time. I think that there was some buyer's remorse from that year. This is not an ownership group that is quick to pull the plug on anything. So I give it a very minimal chance unless they start out one and six. Pablo Torre citing Reddit. Cordy Cronin covering the Bears, formerly covered the Vikings. In high school, who did you cover? No. A.J. Brown? You covered A.J. Brown's high school career? Brown. The last time sure did. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break with that. Buy or sell on the other side. Sorry for doing my own research. <laughs> That's discouraged now on this show. Last billion years. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome back to Around the Horn, brought to you by Chase. Coming to you from the Seaport District at Pier 17. It's week two. Maybe urgency isn't the word you would use, but it's a week where Kansas City, Buffalo, and Cincinnati all come in off of a loss. Ravens, Bengals, Sunday. That's got to be a feature game of week two. Cincy got buried in week one. Buried in an underground home. A word for that does not come to mind. But Joe Burrow got a haircut this week, and he said that's what you do after a game <laughs> like that. Bills and Raiders. Josh Allen's week one. Just hard in the second half. We all know what happened there in the loss to the Jets, how he bounces back. So this is a debate here. Let's make an argument for who is a bounce back more likely, Burrow or Allen? Around the horn, Courtney Cronin. It's Josh Allen, and he's got to stop being reckless with the football. 84 interceptions in 78 career games, Tony. That's awful. And the three that he threw against the Jets on Monday Night Football came against a standard pass rush. Now, the Raiders don't have the horses like the Jets do on defense, so during the Bills' home opener, this should be easier for him, in theory, to bounce back, but it's still going to be a test. He was responsible not just for those three interceptions, but also had a turnover in there as Marcel well. Marcel Louis-Jacques, who is more... Poised to have a bounce back this week. 
Josh Allen definitely needs it more. I mean, going further into Courtney's stat, he's got 27 in his last 19 games, including multiple in last year's playoffs. He never plays well against the Jets at MetLife. It's a divisional game, and they play him tough. But until he cleans up this gunslinger mentality, that limitless ceiling we see from him has an ugly blue tarp over it. Pablo Torre. But that's why Joe Burrow is more likely to have the bounce back, I think, even though he might not need it as much. We know that Burrow against the Browns is a thing. He's like one in five against the Cleveland Browns' hometown team. I get it. But the Josh Allen thing, Tony, Marcel just laid out how he has a zillion turnovers in his last whatever games. And Courtney just said that all he needs to do is stop throwing picks. Everybody has been telling Josh Allen that for three years. Saying it is not enough. It's something else that's happening that we cannot solve, and I don't think he can either at this point. And Bill Barwell. I think that Josh Allen needs it more, but Joe Burrow is more likely to do it because for Josh Allen, this has been half a season where he's been struggling. This is not a one-week incident. For Joe Burrow, nobody had concerns about Joe Burrow until last week when he got stuck in a monsoon against a really good Browns defense and couldn't complete anything downfield. Just too much faith in those receivers and two injuries to key players in the Ravens secondary. I think the Bengals look very good on Sunday and beat the Ravens. That's a good point about the injuries sustained by Baltimore, and that's maybe right in time for Joe Burrow to turn it around. Kansas City, Jacksonville, we said they come in off of a loss. We know they were without Kelsey and Jones last week. Both are back. Travis Kelsey at practice today. Faked the limp and turns it into a twerk. So we know how he feels and the vibe going into this. This is a rematch of last year's divisional playoff, which was a tight game. Seven-point win for KC. Expectations for KC Jags, Marcel? RIP to the RIP Chiefs takes from 9-7 to 9-17. They are back. Uh, Mahomes has his favorite wait, wait, weapon were people back. Ripped, nobody was saying RIP, Kansas City. Yes, they were. Yeah, did I miss oh, that? Yes, they were. I think everybody I'm, I'm a little it. too online, maybe, but I think they were. Either way, they've got their weapons back. They got Chris Jones back on the D-line. I am watching for Travis Etienne on the other side of the ball in Jacksonville. He compares favorably to Jameer Gibbs' skill set, and Gibbs just went 7 for 42. That is six yards per carry. Mm, okay. That might be a catalyst for Jackson. Pablo Torre? Yeah, Tony, forgive Marcel. He's spending a little too much time researching on Reddit, I think. The reality of what happens here in this game is that Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey are back, and that is everything, right? And plus, against the Jags defense, in those two games they played against the Chiefs last year, they sacked Mahomes, I believe, once, or they even, sorry, they didn't sack him once, they only touched him 10 times total. That defense in Jacksonville cannot get a hand on Mahomes, and if he is unobstructed, yeah, watch Bill out. Barwell. Pablo mentioned the sack rate for the Jaguars defense. A bigger concern is that they can't stop tight ends. Dead last in the NFL last year in mm. QBR when they face tight ends. Uh. And that came up in the postseason when Chiefs tight end, forget his name, he had 14 catches in that game. If Travis Kelsey's yeah, even 80% right. of his normal self. And if Patrick Mahomes, who was hurt in that playoff game last year, is 100% major problems for the Jags in this game. Good stat, Bill. And Courtney Cronin. Travis Kelsey looked absolutely fine faking that injury for a minute in practice and then twerking. So I anticipate the targets that went to Kadarius Toney that resulted in drops and the targets that went to Sky Moore going to Travis Kelsey in this game. Patrick Mahomes really good since 2022 at targeting all of his tight ends. Top four in QBR, passing yards, first down rate. That's going to be a big part of the game plan to get this Chiefs team to one and one. Spot on analysis, though. Don't love hearing 
a Tony getting downsized in any way. Um, <laughs> Cordy Cronin, thanks for your time today. Pablo Torre as well. That horn game quick. That showdown is now Marcel Louis Jacques and Bill Bardwell. Next. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Marcel Louis-Jacques and Bill Barnwell in his first career appearance in the showdown. Now, rookies in their first show have a 430 win percentage in that appearance. However, Marcel Louis-Jacques is it his rookie season as well? Opposite Bill. Marcel, you know what to do. Here's a matchup. Let's go around the horn. Showdown one, Jets Cowboys this weekend. Zach Wilson says he's excited to go up against Dallas's D. Should he be? Marcel, and who will score more points Sunday? The Jets offense or the Cowboys defense? Look, man, Zach Wilson probably thought he would never start another NFL game. So, yeah, be excited. Your career's not okay. quite over yet. Okay. That excitement might turn to fear, and I think Dallas' defense outscores New York's offense. Mm. Bill Barnwell? I disagree. I think New York's offense outscores Dallas' defense just because they have a lot of practice time tackling after turnovers over the past couple of years. Robert is a great defensive coach. He's coached up that offense. Get after your guy. You think Zach Wilson is going to show up in this game and this is going to be a game this weekend, Bill? No. Okay. Absolutely All right. Well, okay. I, I, I wasn't sure where you were going there. Okay. Well, split the, everybody's got Dallas big. We'll split the point. We'll move on. Dolphins, Patriots, two are coming off the 466 game versus Bill Belichick. What do you see and what do you set the over under at for Tua in this matchup, Bill? I go 264 and a half. He's going to get his here and there. Too much receiving talent to work with there. But I do think they play slower. I think the Patriots do a good job on defense. I really think the Dolphins, Dolphins defensive line dominates this game and beats up Mac Jones. Mm. Marcel? I'll take Bills over. Tua has never lost to Bill Belichick. 
He's also never mm. thrown for more than 300 yards. Mm. So one milestone at a time. Mm-hmm. But you're going over. I'm going over too. And Marcel Louis-Jacques getting the win over Bill Bardwell in his first show. There you go, Marcel. Take your face off. As myself, Courtney Cronin, and hundreds of other sports writers hit the airport to travel this weekend, I thought it's a good time to bring up some airport etiquette. First, at security. When your bag goes through the machine, push it to the end of the road. Don't just crowd the exit. Also, when you're boarding, if you're group eight, go away. Don't stand there when it's group four, because I'm confused too. And last but not least, when we land, sit down. Stand up and wait your turn. Don't try to push forward. You're going to get off the plane. I promise. Mm-hmm. That has been my rant. Great FaceTime. Grinds my gears, FaceTime. We love those. Marcel, win number two. Bill, show one. Thank you so much for your time. And you got a little time yeah. here. You can thank anybody you want to. Consider it a bonus FaceTime, please. Ooh, I, I, I will thank my family. I love them. They got me here. And I'll thank Pablo Torre for putting my takes <laughs> there on the national There you go. Yes. Bill's on fire. Yes. We called that a barn burner. Thank me. Don't be a stranger, Bill. Come back anytime. We'll see you Monday.